The Rooted in Love Show. Life spoken from the roots of those who adapt to reach the sunlight. We stay rooted in love. We stay grounded. We get up straight from above. We stay rooted. We stay rooted in love. We stay grounded. Welcome back to the Rooted in Love show. I'm Mario Robinson. I'm here with my brothers, Gerald. Angelo. And we're here with our guest, Train Robinson. Hey. Yeah, the last time we, we talked about your migration from Vietnam to America, and now we just want to talk a little bit about your time spent in America, those those early years, and kind of get an idea of what the landscape and the culture was like back then. What uh, do you remember about your first week? Yeah, growing up Vietnam in New Orleans. Lost. Lost. Yeah. Culturally, what did it look like? Was it mostly whites or was it a mixture well, of people? We, live in, uh, we lived in a um, Vietnamese community, so that's the one saving grace there. It kind of helped us a little bit. And then there was already a church, like a, somewhat of a church. It was like a, a duplex home where, you know, Father Toy, uh, we love him to death. And okay. um, He's passed away, but we we have so much respect for him and admiration for him because because of him, our community um, is or was the way it was, oh, and still now the way it is. So. Because he started off with a house, a duplex house, and he put his altar there and start having mass. And then we would go to mass and some people would be in there and then the rest of us would be outside. Okay. And, you know, we just went to mass and pray and all that. So we always say the church should be the center of the community. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it is absolutely yeah. true. It really is a, good, a good church. You can know a good church by just how embedded it is into the community. Yes. yes. So um, we have a lot of support from the Vietnamese people there. Um, Going to school is a little bit more difficult because um, I'm not used to the food. Okay. Um, the bus ride. What about language? Had you picked up on language then? Or are you still learning? It's still learning, but it wasn't so bad. I mean, as a child, I think you pick up the language, okay. any languages, you know, mm-hmm. quickly. Okay. Um, but what I remember from all of this is that um, kids are, or people make fun of you. Um, the way you look, the way you dress. And I think kids overall are pretty mean, you know, whether it's back then or now. But to think back, oh, they used to, people used to make fun of us using chopsticks. But now you think about it, wow, everyone. It's cool now. You know, people use chopsticks. I get made up for not being a mean Right. He doesn't know what to use chopsticks. He's about to get kicked out of the family. He doesn't want to learn how to use chopsticks. (laughs) Talk to your brother, please. We weren't supposed to bring that up. You're talking about her secrets. How that flips. The fan, right? Right. The flip-flops. You know, we the Asian that we, we, we used to make jokes. We too. did. I'm sorry. We we did. See? We used to make jokes. Mm. And everybody was Chinese, just like our people do brown brothers. Everybody brown is Mexican. But it goes back jokes. to education thing yeah. too, because honestly, until a certain age, I never knew there was like Vietnamese, Taiwanese, 
It was just literally you always talk Chinese. Yeah, well, you thought I was Taiwanese. You went home and told your parents and your family that I was Taiwanese. Tell them. We're supposed to be talking about her secrets. Yeah, we're not talking. This is the first chance time you can say, but we're not on that now. Let's go back. Let's go back to just growing up. I'm still the top. Okay, it's not. It's not. It's not by Angela. I learned some prejudices. This is about you. That's what we can look at. So it's it's, uh, so school is is kind of a challenge, but you you yeah. I mean, like, and I have had kids, um, you know, telling me that, hey, why don't you go back to where you belong? You know, so right. But you're pretty smart, though. Your grades always good, or you you had to get there. No grades were okay. Okay. How was it with all like the I know thinking of us in school, right? And it's eight of us. But how was it with you guys being in school, or or was it ever a time where you were all in school enough? You were in school together that you could at the same time. So let's see. Yeah, we didn't even ask you about that. Let's your siblings. How many? Like, what's your family make up? So at that time, um, there was my oldest brother. Sister Lynn, okay. myself, and Cho. Cho okay. was uh, born in 1976. So four of you. Yes, yeah, the four of us. And then um, 1978, that's when John, the big pancake. Cool John. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool John. Uh, yes, he was born that's then. And then 83 was tied. So okay. But, so it's six we have total. Yes. We actually have seven, but one passed away. Okay. He, he should have been before me. So. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, but you know, going to school was hard because, like, at least your parents—they speak the language. Yeah. They know the school system. They can help you out if you go home and you say, "Oh, you know, I'm having trouble with this or with that," or you know, kids are making fun of me here and there. We we don't talk about that. We basically suck it up and deal with it ourselves. So you didn't tell your mom, or you told her, and she were like, "This is what we have to deal with." Never told my mom. Wow. I got into fights. Wow. Before. And, and your mom never knew. Never Did knew. she know now? No. She's gonna find out now. I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> I teach no. school with a lot of brown kids like the Hispanic and, and I got I, really? I got I got suspended from riding the yellow bus uh during my school uh, junior year. Um, it's, it was only towards the end. It was only for a few months, but it was fine. Um, that was because, you know, kids were picking picking on like a couple of Vietnamese girls and they were just like getting hit up on the head and all that. So I stood up and I fought back and next thing you know, he and I are down in the aisle punching each other. Wow. Wow. Then yeah. I got kicked off the bus and I walked home. Why? Why I can see that though? Because even now, <laughs> even now you're not going to hold your tongue with anybody. No, so like I, I haven't, no. I haven't seen you back down from a good fight or a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will throw this barbie now since you keep throwing barbers about me in here. Um, I will say that a lot of it's because we have conversations about stuff, and and I'm I'm the more out politically politically correct. Right. In a sense, and I'll be like, babe, I love you, but um, I don't need you to let this ride. <laughs> but no, she, she's very, very, and it's in a good way, though, in a good way, you know, right. protecting people, standing up for people in the wrong, stuff like that. But as we know, sometimes other people don't take it that way. 
Right. You know, right. so we, we've learned that even living in California, which we'll get to, but it's situations and stuff like that where we both learned it. You know, it's cultural mistake. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Different. So, you know, just we got to do what we got to do. And our parents are, you know, first, you know, coming to America, they just focus on trying to find work and pay the bills and put food on the table. We were poor. Because right. we came here with nothing. Did your mom ever have a job? Mm-hmm. My mom was a housewife. Okay. Close she took care of us. Yeah. So was our mom. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then my father, um, he was a college-educated man um, back in Vietnam. Um, so I remember as I got older, going through some, you know, tough time with classes, you know, some of the classes, my dad was the one to help, like French. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first started taking French class, you know, um, he was the one who helped me because mm. he speaks some French. Okay. Um, then algebra or math, but he taught me the French way, the reverse way, like the division, like, you know, American goes up, like, right. you know, the, the division goes up and then all the numbers work. It's here, but in French way, it goes down and it's just the opposite. So, wow. um, I learned wow. some things different from there but he was pretty um he was a smart man um i can talk to him about some school things later on not at a young age but as i mm-hmm. gotten older and uh, he would give us some advice or he always pick up words you know open up the dictionary and start learning new words new english words so that he can speak and communicate with other people um so he worked very, very hard. He was a hardworking man. Subscribe to the Rooted in Love show for weekly updates and free giveaways. He um, worked as a chef. As a, at one point, we owned a boat, and he tried to do some fishing and shrimping, but we were like, Ew, my mother said, this is not the business for our family because none of the kids want to help. Right. So all we sat there, we were like, ew, it's stinky. I don't want to touch it. Come on. <laughs> I remember the dad coming home. Yeah. We used to do the same. My same dad, thing, right? He worked yeah. at the wastewater treatment plant where they yeah. clean raw sewage. Uh-huh. Yes. So he would come home. Smell take like, me to work with him sometime. And, I, and then he yeah. would, you remember he would chase us around the house, try to get us to smell his hands yeah. or yeah. something. Yeah, and we, every day he come home, we just take off. Run. It became this big game. Yeah, <laughs> dad come home, everybody just take off. Run and try to He got to go. So yeah, right. that's amazing yeah. that y'all y'all have a lot of similar experiences mm-hmm. growing up. Yeah. It's in different cultures. Yeah. And then after a while, my mom said, "Let's just give it up." So we gave up the shrimping business and fishing business. And my dad um, then became a uh, sandblaster and um, working mm-hmm. for like yeah. Yeah, for a company that he gets sent out to oil rigs and all oh, that. Wow. So he had traveled to Africa and other areas. So, oh, wow. Yeah. That's good money, though. That's good money. That's good money. Yeah, home a lot. Right. So, question so, about him. Mm-hmm. Because I know, did, did he come over with you guys or did he come later? No, he came. He came he with came us. He never, he never abandoned us. Mm-mm. Right. That's the one promise he kept. Oh, that's And yeah. did you know anything about his military service? I know when I he, I believe he was in the Navy and if I'm not mistaken, perhaps a gunner's mate. 
Yeah, he, not, he had to be something because I know uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we we you know remember me and him connected on the uh, military side. He pulled out his pride and joy that um, that he kept the the Vietnamese rifle. Mm-hmm. He was telling me he was a sharpshooter and how he used to be on the boats and he was the one that was almost like a sniper in a way. But he right. that was his job in the military. So I remember that part about him. Yeah, my dad had tattoos of a naked man on one side and a naked woman on the other. I'm like, oh, what's um, what's that tattoo? I'm like, he goes, that's Adam and Eve, and I'm like, okay, and then a cross and all that. And so then, um, kind of like. Copy him. <laughs> I was the first one in my family to get tattoos. I was the only one to join the military. Well, first one to join the military, and then later on, my older brother did. But, um, but anyways, yeah, I followed his footsteps because I figured if no one's gonna follow my dad's footsteps, perhaps I should. And so I left LSU. Um, I was gonna ask you about that. Just growing up, like in uh, like middle school, high school, mm-hmm. like. Well, even with us, everybody has a role. Like, were you always their protective one, or did one of your older sisters, older brothers, do that, or is it you? So I'm the middle child. So right. what did they say about middle child? <laughs> <laughs> yep, we can see it now. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. <laughs> That's you, right? Okay. So my oldest brother, um, he was hardly ever in the picture. He went to boarding school. He decided to, you know leave that family and go to school somewhere else and he'll come back to visit the family here and there once in a while Mm -hmm. he's like a just a flyby that's it okay um unfortunately he's not in the picture so much because most of the time when people talk about our family or if they meet our family it's usually um sister lynn and on down right my oldest brother is hardly ever in the picture. Right, I didn't. And a that. lot of people don't even know him. Yeah, I'm, I'm learning that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, so he was never hardly ever in the picture. And then Sister Lynn left for the convent when okay. she was 15 Sister or 16. Okay. Yeah. So she left. So that made me the oldest at home at this point, right? Wow. So um, I would say that's about. Middle school, I started middle school, right. fifth grade, sixth grade. She had left already, mm-hmm. so I became the oldest. This is what I'm. What I'm getting like as we have these conversations mm-hmm. and these stories are told, I, it, it allows me to connect more with who you are today. Because you, you're still that person that takes still charge, that, that makes sure things get done, yep. that makes sure things are organized. Like it, it's almost, it seems like it comes natural to you. Yes, it like you just always done that. Well, the thing is, I don't know, maybe perhaps of the situation that kind of made me become that way. Right. Um, but I remember like, you know, growing up and um, junior year, high school year, I will be like, okay, Saturday, um, I divvy up the chores. Joe will have something to do. Pi will have something to do. John will have something to do. Regardless of their age, I divvy up. Somebody will take care of the bedroom. Someone will take care of the bathroom. Someone will take care of the kitchen. Someone will sweep and all that. And then after that, I would inspect to make sure things were done before I can say, okay, you can go and do whatever you want. She's, oh, she's still you, uh, <laughs> communicate a lot with the school also. I know I get a lot of, like I said, oh, yeah. Hispanic kids. I don't think there's always the older sibling on the parents when the parents don't speak English. Um, at this point, I think um, we're pretty self sufficient. Um, 
you know, we really didn't have to, I didn't have to translate for my um, siblings or anything like that, mm -hmm. no. Okay. Um, you know, a lot of times a te this te I mean, teacher will send, send the paperwork home, right. right? And they just sign it and that's it. My mom never went to a teacher parents conference. Okay. Oh, wow. That's what I mean. Like, no, never. Those don't even know what it is. It's kind of like the. No, never. Oh, wow. That, Not that I know of. She never went to any of my teacher parents conference. Yeah. I get that a lot. No. Yeah, with, with my students. Okay. So, I, 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 I'll be honest, kids don't do this, but. Um, when my dad's not home, I forge his signature. I mean, that's what they do. Like, I, I that's just, why I ask, because I know. And a lot of times, my yeah, mother yeah, doesn't well, even know. I just forge it and sign it and be done. We're, we have to manage ourselves because my mother doesn't know anything about it. As long as we make A's and B's yeah. and stay out of trouble, not get arrested, not doing drugs and all that, my mom. Because that's what I was going to ask you, because where you were leading with it. I remember you tell. I don't know if your mom knows these. I don't know if you want to tell them. But uh, you're telling me you better say it now. I'm about to say, say it. it. Um, I'm going to spill the beans today. Um, you were telling me about, like, even at a young age, I think, I don't know if, you remember, if I remember correct, 13 or whatever, when you got your own, you got a job, you get your braces. Oh, or, yeah. Or you, yeah. you didn't tell your parents, you just no. really did it. So, so there are many things I did right. without my parents' consent, and they don't have no knowledge of it, such as signing up for sports during my junior years and high school year. And um, I just forged Where's everything. Sports you and play? Um, volleyball, softball. Whoa. Yes. Um, so yeah. athletic. Okay. So then right. I would go to practice and I would come home super late and I'll find my own transportation, whether it's the RTA public bus or catch a ride from friends or walk home or ride the bike home or whatever. I just did it on my So phone. they never came to any games or anything like that? No, never. Wow. They didn't even know just why I was, uh, until I bring the trophy home then. Now how did you explain the braces? That's what I'm getting at. How so they were very upset that? at me because um, I was working at Chuck E. Cheese. We all work at Chuck E. Cheese. Okay. Um, we'll go into that story later. Yeah, we're going to get into that <laughs> and, one. And kids, you might want to cover your ears. <laughs> you don't want to hear this. But... Um, I had a part-time job, you know, and going to school and very active in my community. And I would save and I paid $50 a month for my braces. And I paid it all by myself. My parents had nothing to do with it. Wow. Except I only had my teeth uh, extracted, my wisdom teeth extracted so that I can, you know, but I had to use my right. dad's insurance for that. But I paid for that. Stop asking your parents to do everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can do it for yourself. I don't know if that's right. I just felt empowered for maybe just a few minutes. I'm okay. I'm a bad so but, 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 but you know, but I feel you have, I felt as if I had a lot of autonomy. I know myself and I, I am aware and I know what I got myself into. Mm -hmm. And I, you it kind of, it makes you, think ahead and plan. Oh, if I really want this, I don't know what this is, but it seems like it's working. Everybody got nice teeth and everything. So I figured, okay, I'll do it too. And I went and talked to the office and they said, well, where are your parents? Well, my parents don't really speak English and they're at home. They know that I'm here. Ooh, white lie. But, um, but you know, so how much does it cost? They said, well, if you don't have insurance, if your insurance doesn't pay, then how much does it cost? He said, it will be $50 a month and I paid it for two and a half years. Wow. So, yeah, I got wow. my braces that's, on that one. That's some dedication. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, high school, 
graduation? What was there like a graduation ceremony that your whole family attended, or um, how did graduation go? Graduation, my I don't remember if my parents even. Oh wow! Yeah, kind of got. I was great. a top ten. I, so, can, I can imagine. Um, I will. I could have been a salutatorian if I had stayed with my um, previous school, but okay. I switched out my during my senior year to go to West Jefferson. So then I just, you know, went with their system and whatever their, uh, how they calculate the GPAs is a little bit different than the Orlean Parish. Yeah, different parishes. So, um, but it's okay. I mean, to me, it doesn't really matter. I don't care if I'm, you know, number 50 or number hundred or number five or that,